0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the tsk show i'm your host eric the duke of sports sklar i'm joined by my co-host tyler picholke what's up tp how you living man
1: well duke i'm doing well seems like everybody in la is doing well except the lake show Uh, well you you had to bring that up right now hey i'm just saying i'm doing well seems like everybody else in la it's not
0: dodgers are doing well it's not like we're about to record a sports podcast why you got got to bring up the lakers
1: hey because they're not doing well man i feel bad all
0: right well before we start thank you so much for listening everyone be sure to follow at tsk show on facebook twitter and instagram if you want to find myself or tyler on twitter Be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show. Check us out on Anchor as well. Anchor.fm slash TSK show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Tyler, we say it every October, but it's really the best month uh, of the year for sports. Uh, Today, Tyler and I got a big episode for you guys. We're going to go over our preview of Week 8 in the NFL with the TSK Show NFL Power Rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop, as well as our picks of the week. Uh, the first week in the NBA is behind us, and man, oh man, do we have a lot to go over. Uh, to close the show, we got a two-minute drill for you where Tyler and I will go back and forth uh, asking each other questions that uh, neither of us have any idea what they are beforehand. Yeah. So that's, that's how we like to close the show. Uh, but first... Like I said, October is the best month of the year uh, for sports, and that is because very soon Game 1 of the World Series will start between the Boston Red Sox and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe. Well, yeah. It, hopefully <laughs> it starts on time. Pending right now. Yeah, there's there's rain, lightning. Thunder. I, hope,
1: I hope it doesn't get delayed because um, I want the Game 7 scenario. To work out, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> I just hope that doesn't fuck up. Like, does it fuck up the timing of all the
0: rest of the games if this one gets delayed? Well, if, I mean, it has if, to, right? If the game doesn't get postponed, I don't think it affects it. Like, like let's if say they have can't to play, play, like they have to play a game one tomorrow, they'll just back to back it. Well, they, I mean, they might. Baseball, man. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's just get right into it. I know we don't talk a lot of baseball yeah. here on the TSK well, you're show. you're gonna talk but...
1: baseball, you might as well talk about it in October, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a long season. It's like the,
1: it's like right before the middle of the NFL season. It's right at the beginning of the basketball season. So it's this is baseball's time.
0: It's it's a good time. It's a good time. But anyway, so 2018 World Series is here. Game one tonight. Right yeah. before it's gonna start as we're probably recording this. Yep. Hopefully, honestly, I hope it kind of gets delayed. It doesn't get postponed tonight, but gets delayed so mm-hmm. we can watch the whole game after we're done with this. Yep. But that's a story for a different day. That's
1: the selfishness in us.
0: Yeah, exactly, but we have the two very historic franchises. Obviously, the Boston Red Sox—they were 108 and 54 this year, best record in all of baseball. They're the AL champions, the AL East champions. They won their division. They took care of business. Uh, we heard it heard it on the car uh, on the way here. They uh, Boston led and had first place for 148 days out of the 162-game season. Pretty good. So it's pretty dominant that, season. That's a pretty wire-to-wire finish. Uh, my biggest concerns as a Dodger fan uh, for the Red Sox is Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez, and Jackie, Bra- Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, they're stars. They're, mm-hmm. they're power hitters on, on the team. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts, definitely MVP candidates uh, in the AL this year. Uh, they're capable of ha- having really big moments. And uh, we all know how historic Fenway Park is. Obviously, uh, in this millennium, yeah. the, the Red Sox have been pretty dominant.
1: Yeah, and it's, and it's even more than just the teams. It's really a city rivalry.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Dodgers and the Red Sox don't really have a rivalry, but the, city, the cities of Boston yeah, and Los exactly. Angeles, I don't think there's a city I hate more in terms of sports than Boston as a Los Angeles sports fan. Yeah,
1: well, two of the top three. Two of the big 3 the big 3 sports cities in in the country boston la new york yeah so you got two of them in there dodgers has played for two of those cities you know what <laughs> yeah. i mean like it's uh, it's definitely, like, an historic matchup. This is, like, what the MLB wants more than anything. Yeah, and I got They're some... making so much money off of
0: having these two teams oh, in this the is, World Series. This is a dream scenario for the MLB in terms of TV ratings.
1: Yeah, you know, like, Milwaukee, man, they're just not... Br- you know, it's just not bringing in the same crowd. No. You know,
0: like, we got 10 million people out here that are ready to go. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean... This... Just out here. Oh, yeah. And Boston Boston sports fans are absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so the Dodgers, they come into the World Series. They won 92 games, lost 71. They won the NL. They beat the Brewers. They were able to, they were able to get it done in game seven. Uh, a lot of people counted them out all year. I was early to, to panic. I remember asking yeah. you in May uh, yeah. after the Dodgers got off to the worst start in franchise history if it was time to panic. And you were like, no, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be okay.
1: They've won the NL West, what, six years now?
0: Yeah, six years in a row. Every year you've been in Los Angeles. Yep,
1: yep. That's why God wanted me to be a Dodgers fan. I've just accepted that. Well,
0: look at you. You're all decked
1: out in Dodger blue. The last time they won the series was the month I was born. Yeah, you're sticking to this. I'm sticking to this. Every year I've lived in LA, they've won the NL West. Um... And I already came in as like no legion to any baseball team. Yeah, so, you despise the Mariners. So I, uh, yeah, I think I think God wanted me to be a Dodger fan. It worked out. Well, you look you look good in that uh,
0: 2018 I'll National t- League Championship. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, so I mean, here, here's my thoughts on how I think the series is going to go. I think that for the Dodgers to win, which I think they are going to win, I'm going to I'm going to put it all out on the table right now. I got the Dodgers winning this series in six games. So they're gonna they're gonna have to bring it back to Boston. I, I said it against Milwaukee. I think they have a chance to steal one of these first two games in Boston. Maybe tonight with Clayton Kershaw on the mound, maybe tomorrow night with Hunjin Ryu on the mound. We well, don't
1: know. And last year in the first four games, there was two road wins. Right. Yes. Last year. Yeah, Houston they split. won one in LA. They won game two in LA, I think.
0: Yeah. LA won game one, Houston won game two, and they split the first two in Houston.
1: Yep. Yep. So it could
0: definitely go that way in in the World Series. But here here's what I think is the biggest key for the Dodgers, besides the pitching, because we all know pitching is how you win in the in in October in baseball. But I think that the Dodgers' power bats they need to stay consistent with how they've been hitting. They they hit pretty decent against Milwaukee. I think I think in the World Series it's time to step it up. I think the momentum from Game Seven and how Cody Bellinger and Yasiel Puig played in that game. I, th- I think there's there's a couple moments in, in these guys left in them. Uh, they need to work the Red Sox pitchers deep in accounts and have high pitch totals, work the bullpen, get these pitchers out, get these pitchers tired.
1: Is there going to be any crazy pitching rotations that are, you know, kind of like uh, analytic pro- uh, projects?
0: Yeah, I th- I think there's definitely going to be some gamesmanship when it comes to that. I don't think it's going to be as crazy as it was against Milwaukee because yeah. Milwaukee just took that way too far. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, the Dodgers have a better pitching staff, and the pitching staff for the Dodgers has been pitching more consistent in the playoffs than the Red Sox. I mean, David Price got his first postseason career win, the game that they clinched the World Series.
1: Plus, Clayton's just a, a gamer. You know, he he's can, a gamer. He can, he's, loo- he can lose a step, but when the big times come, you know he's been there. He's
0: poised. He's been there. I mean, I wouldn't say he's as poised as he he needs to be. I'm saying he's gonna be poised. Oh yeah, no, I think he's
1: got plenty of experiments. He's had experience. He's had all the worst times that you can have. Exactly. He's been Uh, he's been to the World Series.
0: Yeah, he's been to the World Series before now. He's experienced lows in the World Series. I think I think it's time that this year he experiences the high.
1: Yeah, he struggled in the playoffs in general, Um, but I think he's gonna show out. Dodgers, I got Dodgers in seven because. I want to see Game Seven on Halloween. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's pretty tight. That, that
0: That's uh, basically the Hall- only reason
1: why I'm going for seven games. I <laughs> want to see that game. I want to see what happens. Yeah,
0: Halloween Game Seven would be pretty pretty nuts. Uh, definitely a lot of superstitious people out there would love that.
1: And I also want the Dodgers to win because I really want to experience the championship parade. I'm ready. Oh,
0: if the Dodgers win, we're going to the parade. Yeah, I'm ready for that. That'll be fun. Yeah. So real quick before uh, before we move on to football, I got some fun facts. Uh, about the Dodgers and Red Sox for this World Series that I wanted to throw Tyler's way and uh, kind of get his uh, thoughts on, but this World Series, the 2018 World Series, uh, is the first World Series with ethnic minority managers for both teams. Alex Cora is Puerto Rican, and Dave Roberts is African American and Japanese.
1: 2018, baby.
0: Yeah, no, it's just the time. Times Breaking we live boundaries. In it. Yeah, yeah, no, we love it. Uh, next fun fact is this is the longest distance traveled between home stadiums in World Series history. So from Dodger Stadium to Fenway Park is the longest distance between uh, yeah. home stadiums. Now we just need
1: that we need that Seattle Miami matchup. Oh, the two corners
0: that'd be crazy. That'd be pretty wild. All right, every year there has been a Bellinger in the MLB. Their team has gone to the World Series. I got this off of MLB's Instagram. They posted this oh, on Oh, yeah, because his dad played for the Yankees. And the Angels in 2002 when they won. <laughs> so, Holy shit. So, Clay's dad, Cody, played in the MLB from 1999 to 2002 and was part of the Yankees and Angels World Series teams.
1: Yeah. Those the only years he played were World Series teams. Those were the only years he was called up to the majors. And then Cody's first two years for the Dodgers. They goes... Was-
0: yeah. goes to the World Series, wins Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, and wins what a blessed scenario. Well, think about it. Cody Bellinger wins uh, Rookie of the Year last yep. year, and ne- then he wins NLCS MVP this year. Yeah, that was a that was big time for him to get that. Yeah. Just to top off the year, get some confidence going in. Exactly. They need him. Now, the next fun fact, uh, which I thought was pretty cool, was this is the – hundred and, there's a 102-year gap. In between the last Red Sox versus Dodgers World Series, yeah, yeah, so the last time they played was 1916. Babe <laughs> Ruth was still a Red Sox.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. Baseball is crazy that way, man.
0: It's just such an old sport. Yeah, it's crazy
1: to think Babe Ruth played a hundred years ago, and he's still like storied as like the best.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, arguably the greatest baseball player ever.
1: Yeah. If it wasn't for Alex Rodriguez, he'd be the greatest ever.
0: <laughs> now. The last fun fact is, is near and dear to my heart because I remember this was one of the first Dodger teams I ever watched growing up. Uh, but managers Alex Cora and Dave Roberts both played for the Dodgers and the Red Sox during their careers. Oh,
1: damn. That's weird. And they got some weird connections here.
0: Well, Dave Roberts was the one who stole second base in 2004 against the Yankees when the Red Sox came back from 03. That's yeah. what sealed the game for them, yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. So... I think I think Robert's got one more steal left in him. Yeah, there we go. So, all right, that's that's it for baseball. That's yep. it. That's it for the diamond. I'm ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready for the Dodgers to win it. I'm ready for just to be. I want to see it happen. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Dodgers. All right, let's let's move to the gridiron. How would you do in fantasy this past week, Tyler?
1: I uh, in fantasy. Yeah.
0: Um, I went one and one. Unfortunately, so my
1: it's one, better than me. My one win streak came to an end in the, in the other league that I play in. Oh, you um, lost in the blue dog league yep, yep. oh no and so yeah it was a tough uh so i fell victim to uh melvin gordon i don't want to talk about melvin gordon yeah so that yeah. came out of nowhere and so the- like I'm, i mean i find i i consider myself someone that pays attention for the most part and uh he didn't have any uh injury designations friday night he didn't right? have any saturday morning um they i think they slapped a questionable on him saturday night and then it would have been 5 a.m. West Coast time. Um, yeah. When they called them out, what's worse is that I was so close to being up on time. Uh, <laughs> is that I was up about four or five minutes into the first quarter. Um, I woke up to go watch the game, um, <laughs> and I was so pissed it, just to take a zero from uh, from Melvin Gordon. So that that was a tough that was a tough l to take. In that league, I also had uh, Gronk and C- Cooper Cup. Yep, as an injury designation, and then I had four Seahawks on bye. So, oh jeez, I was basically kind of. I was if I would have won, that would have been a miracle. But in the TSK show, um, I got my sixth straight win. I'm Attaboy, I'm six Mazel and one. Tov. I'm six and one, and uh, right now in the playoff projections, I'm the two seed. I'm the seven seed me right and now. Cor- me and Corey uh, both are six and one, and me and you are projected to play in the first round right now. Yes, we are. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I was also a victim to Melvin Gordon somehow slipping through the cracks. Of oh, so you have injured. him in our, in yes, our, team. I have him in our
1: league. Oh, okay. All right. So I, yes, damn. So we both fell victim to Melvin. Gordon. I had a, I had a fat goose egg and Chad Johnson whoop my ass. Yeah. That's a tough one because Melvin can like be, you know, it's like, yeah, you're not going to project him like too crazy, but he really can get you 25, 30. That's what he's been doing all year. So it's it's a tough do you say
0: the take because he scores he's it. been my top performer all year.
1: Yeah, I think he's like the third best running back uh fantasy wise right now. Uh behind just behind uh Kamara and
0: Gurley. Yeah. Um so I mean I lost in two out of the three of my leagues this week. I'm three and four in all of my leagues, but in two out of the three I'm still in the playoff picture. Uh it was a bad week for me, but I think I'm gonna bounce back. I made a trade to your old uh old friend steven i made a trade proposal hopefully he accepts it i think it's a pretty fair trade yep i want to know what you think uh it's amari cooper and Ty montgomery for juice landry that's a pretty good one pretty straight up i, yeah, think, I think amari it's fair. cooper's
1: gonna end up having a decent little run uh, second run at it in a couple games here
0: yeah i'm heavy i'm heavy at receiver um but yeah. that's good for our league because
1: it's upgrade at uh, at receiver and you know because you're kicking them the extra piece
0: yeah, exactly. I yeah. thought I thought Time Montgomery was a nice little I made throw-in. a trade.
1: I traded David Johnson this week, uh my first round pick for AJ Green. In our league? Yep. Um so now I have that a- was with your brother, right? Yep. So oh now. yeah, we talked about it we talked about it on Thursday. Yeah, so now uh that's that that seems like it's gonna work out. Yeah, I think it will. I got James White, who I think is now like a top five running back. Especially with Sonny Michelle uh, getting yeah, his, banged up. Yeah, it only keeps going up for him, and he's been dominating. Um, and then Tariq Cohen is another guy that's trending as a top ten back. Well, he's
0: getting more touches than Jordan Cohen now. Yeah,
1: Yep. Um, and so Tariq Cohen, James White, they made me feel or confident. Or Jordan
0: Howard. I don't know why I said Jordan Cohen.
1: They made me feel confident to trade David Johnson. And I still have Mark Ingram um, as a, as another you know threat. And then the other one that was sneaky is Jordy Nelson now. Jordy nelson He's here. a nice play now yeah, that Damari's going. Yeah, he could uh in it I'm gonna give it a week or two, but you well, never know. Th- he could turn into being Dave, Derek Carr's
0: guy. Well I was gonna say I would think he slides in logically to the number one slot. Yeah, he does. In, That's in what Oakland. I mean. We just gotta see how it works with uh with, with Derek. Yeah, see if their timing's right. All right, let's uh let's move it along and get into the T S K show Power Rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop. Tyler, take it away. Oh yeah,
1: so ten was tough. Um, <laughs> I can. I, I told you I was. So what? <laughs> so what actually ended up being the uh, how how it went down with me picking my number ten at the very 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 end was the Carolina Baltimore game they yeah. played this week. So uh, those were the two teams that were like up for the ten spot, and I picked Carolina to win the game. So I felt like I had to put put Carolina keep Carolina because
0: I think I told you Carolina. You did. Um, I you changed are, my mind plenty of times. Yeah, you did change your mind plenty of times, but I you told me that it was Carolina, and I said, okay, I'm locking it in, and I'm emailing myself my notes, yep. and that's that. You're not changing it?
1: I typed it into the Ravens, and then I deleted it, and then I typed it in as the Panthers, because once I realized that they played um this week it made
0: the decision much harder I'm bad
1: well I bet. well and it was just like well whoever I'm picking for this game I have to pick as the 10 spot I can't pick the Ravens at 10 and then have them lose to Panthers
0: right well I'm going to reinforce uh your decision with picking the Panthers as well so yeah how I about got, that
1: I got the Panthers yep uh, I got them winning uh they are they're at home so yeah, uh that was kind of the deciding factor I think both these teams have really strong defenses both have really strong offenses. I think the difference maker is just like um, Christian McCaffrey. I think is like the game changer on offense. Whereas yeah, like sure. Baltimore and Flacco is doing a great job, but they like they don't have the game changer like that. Um, and Cam and Greg Olson and all these guys are 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 gonna help out Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, the options that Cam Newton has and the amount of options he has. Definitely benefits him more than the options that Joe Flacco has. Yeah,
1: Greg Olson's only going to come along more and more now that he's back from uh, back from injury. So that, exactly, that's going to be um, a nice pickup
0: for them, I guess. How about um, Lamar Jackson getting his first touchdown though?
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, the the Baltimore's got like the best quarterback scenario in the league. Um, Lamar Jackson's got a great scenario. Uh, Baltimore is a is a good football team. Like I said, they were the team that I was contemplating putting in the top ten. Um, they came off a tough loss to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, um, number one offense, first number one defense. I think they only lost by a point, um, so it was it was a close game. No, it was a close game. Yeah, so uh, Baltimore is going to be fine. Um, it is going to be tough if they take this loss, being four and four because they were four and two, um, and that that AFC North is tough. But I still like the Baltimore Ravens hanging around in the playoff
0: picture. Um, but they're going to lose this week to Carolina. Yeah, I think they still definitely got a chance at maybe a wild card shot.
1: Um, so moving on up to number nine, this is a team that uh, I'm. I had in the top 10 week one, and they haven't, they've kind of disappointed since. But the Houston Texans?
0: Well, I don't think they've disappointed since. I think they disappointed early, and they've, they've, so, come they're, back. so
1: they're on a four game win streak after starting the season 0 and 3. So they're 4 and 3.
0: Um, that, that sounds like a slow start, and they they're figured coming it, off, it out.
1: They're coming off a win against Jacksonville, who was supposed to be unbeatable before the season started. Um, and now they've completely fallen apart. Texans are first place in the AFC South. Um, I like them coming into the year. I like them right now where they're at. Uh, I think I, I think they're going to win this week.
0: Um, so I really like Houston moving forward. Yeah, I, I got Houston winning as well on Thursday night against Miami at home. I think obviously being at home is an advantage. And then yeah. Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, another week together. Yeah,
1: Miami's struggling right now too. They, I look to see Miami. Uh, Miami might make a trade. I don't know if they're just kind of giving up on the season yet. Um, so they might be in the trade mix. Uh, but they, I definitely think they're going to take the loss to the Texans right now. That are right in a hot streak. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, if the Texans can get to five and three after an zero and three start, that's that's amazing, and they're probably looking like a playoff team at that point.
0: Yeah, I, th- I definitely think Houston is is still poised to win the AFC and, South. And JJ
1: Watt coming back and being JJ Watt's been a big uh, a big reason why. Um, coming at number eight, this team was number eight last week, so no movement. The power rankings for them. They're coming off a bye week. That's Pittsburgh. Uh three, two, and one, still first place in the AFC South. Um coming off the bye week, nothing nothing new other than the fact that now Le'Veon uh the Levy on sighting is getting closer and closer. Yeah. Basically the window was week eight to week eleven. Yeah, the, um, there's light at the end of the tunnel now. That's yeah, exactly. The, these are the these are the four weeks where if he's gonna come back and play for the Steelers, he's gonna do it. Um so keep an eye on him. That's really the only news coming from Pittsburgh um and
0: then th- this week though they're playing they're playing at home against cleveland obviously i got pittsburgh winning this game cleveland yeah. cleveland i think is a mess I
1: got, I got pittsburgh winning this game i don't think cleveland's a mess so i think pittsburgh's a better football no, team cleveland is a mess because hugh jackson's
0: about to start calling the plays again yeah i think uh the huge the hugh, yeah hugh. hugh jackson is one in 31 with the cleveland browns calling the plays no i think he's got two wins now no, I think Todd Haley's
1: been calling the plays up think, until this oh, week.
0: Oh, where he's calling the plays.
1: I got you. I yeah. got you. Hey, but you never know. Maybe it'll maybe it'll work out. Maybe he feels like he's getting underproduction. No. not um, a chance. This is a team that's on the rise though. They're they're going to be good. They've got great young players. They've got a great start to the season. I think it's an a they're they're okay right now. There, there's no panic. No one I mean, I predicted them to make
0: the playoffs, but most people did not predict them to make the playoffs. My three to four wins is looking mighty good right now. You're what? My three to four win prediction is looking mighty good right no, now. No, no, no. They already have two. They, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that I think they're definitely
1: going to get up there. Maybe maybe they don't get to eight like I thought, but uh, they're, they're definitely going to get up there. They're going to get more than four wins. We'll see. All right. Who we got next? Um. Next coming up, number seven. They're up three, uh, coming off a win against the Jets. Their first place, in the NFC North, Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Uh, four, two, and one. They're uh, they're playing in like game of the week, uh, one point B. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because because of the Green Bay and L A. Um, but this New Orleans Minnesota game is going to be nuts.
0: Yeah, this is a huge NFC matchup. Obviously, it's if, a rematch of the NFC Championship game. I think. I think. Yeah,
1: that's uh, it's. Exactly, it's the uh, the rematch from from the the Minnesota Miracle. Yeah. Um, and and so there's going to be a lot of something there. But I really like what New Orleans did with the trade, uh, getting Eli Apple at corner uh, to pair with Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really that's going to be really good playing against you know the Vikings. He's going to have to play right away. Stevan Diggs and Adam Thielen coming at you week one. Yeah, that's that's throwing you right into the fire. Uh, but I think Minnesota is going to lose this game
0: i also think um, minnesota's losing this the, game
1: the thing is though is minnesota needs this win way more than new orleans like if for new sure. orleans loses this game i'm not worried about new orleans um but if minnesota and if, if minnesota winning i think that's a big big win for them because they had a losing season the losing record started off the season like one two and one um they've came back and won uh three in a row i think and so for them to keep the momentum going is huge because they started out
0: they were super disappointed and yeah. they fell out
1: of the top ten power rankings and they were a Super Bowl contender preseason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do I do have the Saints winning. I just think they're on a roll they they have I think they have more talent honestly than uh the Vikings. Well, and it's tough to play defense in the NFL nowadays. and but to to that point, Everson Griffin is coming back for the Vikings this week. So they are getting a pro Bowl defensive end back this week. Uh, it will be. It will be interesting to see the kind of effect he has on the field coming back from injury.
1: Offen- you said the offense is just the way to win football games now. People are outscoring
0: people. That's and how not it's a, going. And not a lot of people can hang with Drew Brees when it comes to scoring.
1: Yeah. No. Exactly. It, it, they've just loaded and added another weapon on defense. So I think um, it's going to be tough for the Vikings at number seven. Yeah. Um, but if they lose this game, they probably won't drop out of the top ten because I'm not really expecting them to win that one. Yeah. Um, But coming in at number six is their uh, divisional opponent, the Green Bay Packers, um, second place in the NFC North. They're coming off a bye week, so there's not a ton of uh, not a ton there, not a ton there. Um, I wish that Green Bay would be a team to make a move right now, but I just think that that team is not going to do it.
0: I, I don't. They, I don't know what kind of move they could make, though.
1: I just wish they would try to make a move for you know, like a, a shady or uh, you know, Lashawn McCoy or Demarius Thomas. Or I was just about to see Demarius you know,
0: Thomas was the name I was about to bring yeah, up.
1: Yeah, or, or I mean, you know, or like a Patrick Peterson. But I just don't think. I think they like their guys. That's that's more what I was trying to say. I'm not. Yeah, they're. I'm a Packers with, fan, but I'm not like super super deep into the Packers organization. But I'm sure that they like their guys. The
0: I think the Packers are known as an organization to stick to their guns and yeah, stick with their guys. Yeah,
1: they ride it out rather than make the dramatic move. Um, yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, so I got them. I got them at number six this week. Um, I got them. I got them. Uh, I got them winning the game of the week. You have them. Uh, you have them upsetting i A. I've got Rodgers. Rod. Here's what happens. Here's the headline: Rodgers begins MVP campaign, dominates Rams and Coliseum.
0: That's a long headline. I don't think uh, Four a newspaper editor would appreciate that. He is the go. No, that's okay. not what's going to happen. Yeah. L. A. is going to win this game. They're going to go to eight and zero. They are seven and zero. Uh, L. A. has got to lose the game. They're not going to. It's not, not, not this gonna, week though. They're not going to go undefeated. Um, I didn't say they were going undefeated. They're just and, not losing this week.
1: Man, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He's the kind of guy that beats you. You know, like it's like these teams like Minnesota and Carolina and like all these like middling teams. Um, they don't have that one dude that you're scared of. But here's You know, the you're thing. not you're the Rams aren't afraid of a loaded team. You know. They're not afraid of like a stacked team. They're afraid of Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees. I don't I don't think that's the case this year. That's the only person you're afraid of, I think, is is someone coming in there and and just like dicing you up that knows what's going on. So that's that's my big that's my big bold prediction for the for the week. I like uh, Rodgers so- going in there. Starting an MVP campaign um, and reminding the world that he's the he's the goat. I
0: I'm respectfully disagreeing with. No, that. No, I feel it. you. You got to got to ride you got to ride, ride with your guys. Just and
1: and the Packers defense cannot hang uh, with the Rams offense. Right. And but I, uh, and I think he, I think that the the Packers offense is going to score more points
0: but see that's that no to beat the rams you got to score like 35 40 points. No, I think
1: yeah, they got the right guy to do it. I don't it.
0: they got the right guy to do it, but I think the rams defense is
1: that much better. The rams defense is good, but what I'm saying is like Aaron's going to tu- they're going to tune it up. The, they it's going to be a shootout. The rams the packers are not going to be able to stop the rams. I'm ready. The and and the rams are not going to be able to stop Rodgers. So, uh that's just how it's going to go. You you're not going to get D tackles getting, you know, Aaron Donald and Sue are the best in the world, but I don't know if they're enough to. to Aaron do Donald
0: sacking Aaron Rodgers at least twice.
1: He might be able to, but if there's a it's score, it's all about the scoreboard. We'll see. We'll see. I got I got the Packers in the win in L A. Go Rams. Um, speaking L A. at number five, I got them up one from last week. And they got a win in t- uh,
0: versus Tennessee. Is the Chargers? Yeah. Hey. I think honestly, staying in Cleveland for that week before going to London really helped them. Instead of coming back to L.A. and then flying yeah. from L.A. to L.A.
1: Well, and they don't have home games. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they don't they're, have home they don't, games They don't anyway. have a home anyways. Like, I don't even know where Philip Rivers lives, you know. He actually still lives in San Diego. Exactly. Okay, my, my point exactly. So what's coming back to L.A. mean? You know he literally I mean?
0: has a Sprinter van where he watches film in traffic to get from San Diego to the Chargers facility.
1: Yeah, that's dope. Yeah.
0: Um, it's efficient.
1: But, yeah, so uh, – but I think they're on a bye week this week. They so are. that's good for the, us being Melvin Gordon owners. Yeah, thank uh, God. Give them a week to rest. Um, but yeah, so up one, not a lot to say there. I, I they're gonna get Bosa back soon. I think no, the Chargers they look, they
0: look good. They look like one of the best teams in the AFC.
1: Yeah, and I went on a Chargers rant last week, so that's probably why I'm holding back. But I just they're one game behind the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, you know, I got the I got the Chargers five and the Chiefs four in my power rankings. Everyone's talking about Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. I think the Chargers are just a different team. They're not the sexy, like high scoring, not that they can't score, but they're not, right. that's not their team. They're more balanced than that. They're not the sexy have, pick
0: this year, like the chiefs and the you Patriots. Know, Melvin
1: Gordon and Eckler's uh, turned out to be a productive running back. Eckler's um, turned out to be incredible. Their
0: defense is
1: great. Um, they've gotten, uh, Derwin James has looked like a great rookie. Melvin, was, e- Melvin Ingram's still, uh, still doing his thing even without Bosa.
0: Yeah. Melvin Ingram's a stud.
1: Yeah, without Bosa, too. So it's just like when they get them back, they got one of the best defenses in the league. They got one of the best um, quarterbacks who's an elite guy. And then they also and, have and a top five guy. running back. And a lot of people are – I mean, a lot of people throw Keenan Allen way up there on the receiver list as well.
0: A lot of people do. I don't really have him as high, but, I mean, he's definitely uh, – No, like... yeah.
1: I, I'm not a huge Keenan Allen guy, but he's super productive for them, and that's all that matters. He's a number one on most NFL teams, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep, he's just huge, too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mentioned it, um, uh, in their same division. I got the Chiefs at number four, six and one. Uh, my top four is the same as last week. Um, all four teams won. Um, I feel like all four teams are kind of, uh, have stayed where I thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, the reason why the Chiefs, um, didn't bump up over the Saints is because I think the Saints, uh, made a big play today getting Eli Apple at Yeah, it's huge for them. Um, but sticking on the Chiefs, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that. I think they're going to crush Denver. Denver's coming into Arrowhead. Yeah, it's at uh, home. They're going to get in so that's two home, two home games in a row, coming off of a thriller. Um, I think they're going to keep keep it rolling.
0: Yeah, there's I I don't see any reason why Kansas City doesn't come out of this game seven and one.
1: Yeah, and and they're you know they've getting a lot of heat on defense, but I don't really buy into it because I think they still have playmakers and they're an offensive scoring team. They're scoring so quickly. Uh, their defense is on the field a lot. They're going to give up points. Not that that's an excuse, but I, I just they're winning games. So I don't see their defense is like an issue. It's, it's not a huge issue. Now, in the talks of like holding them back as a Super Bowl, it's tough to tell because, you know, teams like New England uh, doesn't have like the greatest defense ever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's know, definitely not New England's best the, defense they've had. Well, and it's like, can I hold the Chiefs back because of a defense when New England, you know, always is an offensive loaded team. Right. Um, and so, yeah, moving into number three, the Saints, same as last week, 5-1, and one, coming up with a win against Baltimore. Baltimore was a top-10 team last week, so I thought that was a big win for them. They're controlling the NFC South, which before the season started, um, we thought it was going to be a great division. Um,
0: Atlanta, I cursed Atlanta. I, I apologize.
1: Yeah, and Atlanta got a, a win that they desperately needed last night. But Thank uh, God. Um, and Atlanta can still turn it around. Panthers are still solid. Um, so good for New Orleans to uh, keep. You know pulling away from that division
0: yeah and i mean we like we said it earlier we both we both have new orleans coming into minnesota and beating beating minnesota yeah
1: um yep yeah, definitely i just think they're they're too talented with mark ingram back now with those two running backs adding a second corner with marshawn Lattimore, who is already a stud um they're they're loaded yeah uh coming to number two got new england monday uh, they, night game
0: new england patriots on monday
1: night are gonna just
0: trash them it's going to be a boring game bills mafia is not in for a treat on uh, monday
1: and uh they're coming off a win against chicago which was a big win for them uh, because everybody was talking about uh yeah
0: chicago was like the hot team
1: yep they're the hot team um that's what the patriots do they settle the they settle the dust um so <laughs> that's yeah a got, to, that's a good way to put it i got i got them uh i got them crushing on monday night yeah i mean they're favored by two touchdowns <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, the Bills, man. They got a uh, Shady's got to get out of there. Um, although yeah. Shady is like out of the list of guys, that I think are trade um, like on the block. He's probably the one that's not going to get traded.
0: Uh, yeah, I think he's least likely. But I mean, you never know. I think Philly should make a run for him.
1: Yeah, no. There's there's a couple different teams that I think should make a run for a couple of these guys. But uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. The trade deadline's coming up. Yeah. Um, and then just to top it off, got the Rams. Obviously, I talked about how I think Aaron's going to come in and win the game.
0: So, yeah, the Rams keep rolling. They they had a bye week, basically. They played the Niners. <laughs> Did you it, see Aaron Donald strip that fumble without the ball even, like, touching the ground?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like they're, they're crushing right now. They're the team of the year for sure. Um, and they're, like, they're leading the NFL in rush attempts a game. And it's just because they're up so much. Yeah, you know what I mean, this is a passing team that's leading the league in rushing attempts.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Jared Goff is in the top five, and in...
1: Seahawks number two. Okay, All the right. t- so the top two—they're the only two teams in the NFL uh, averaging thirty or more rushing attempts a game. That's only a two. Lot. That's a lot. Only two: Rams and Seahawks for di- for completely different reasons
0: too. Well, yeah, the the Seahawks mainly because you have Russell Wilson.
1: We're trying. Well, and luckily after the first two weeks, we figured it out, um, and. You know, we're we run early to try and control the clock, uh, whereas you guys run late to control the lead.
0: Yes, I like controlling the lead a lot more.
1: Hey, two run to, to It's just weird to think that the Rams lead the league in rushing attempts a game. You know, well, when you have the
0: best running back in the league, it it does. Well, make plus,
1: sense. I mean, it's just because you know, golf golf is killing. So it, you would think that he would have, you know, he would be the one, oh, which he is. He is crushing
0: statistically, but. Well and also a lot of those uh like option plays where you guys got running running across the field those count as rushing rushing attempts right Yeah so yeah that makes yeah. Sense. that makes perfect that makes sense, sense the- then yeah, unless
1: it's a forward pass. I mean, if you yeah. fl- if you flicks it forward. Yeah, but a if pass.
0: If, Co- if Cooper Cup or Robert hands Woods is off. running across and Jared Goff just hand- yeah, hands it yeah, off. Yeah, that's
1: how, and that happens a handful of times. Oh, they, I was just more saying it was impressive because they're a passing team, leading the league in rushing attempts. Yeah, no, for sure. Don't see that too often. Yeah. Um, so to run it back really quick, um, I got Rams at one, Patriots, Saints, Chiefs, Chargers, Packers, Vikings, Steelers, Texans,
0: and the Panthers all right and then uh, before we get to the rest of the games how'd you do in your picks last week I know you forgot last week so uh, yeah
1: no, no, I went 10 and four okay
0: so, so better yes that's good uh 61 and 46 61 and 46 I went Which a, it's got to get better I went a whopping 13 and one yeah, last week that's a good the one. only the only game I got wrong was Carolina against Philadelphia. Uh, so I feel I feel good. My my overall record, I think this is the first time I've ever been ahead of you. Yeah. In uh picks. Uh it's sixty four and forty three. I've been playing with
1: my I've been picking with my heart a little bit too much this year. Um, but I'm looking to get back on
0: track. We'll see. We'll see if you can catch up. I gotta get to seventy five percent. At sixty percent right now. You're almost there. Yeah. All right. Uh the next game we're gonna go over is actually the London game. We got another London game mm-hmm. and I think this team should just move to London, but uh, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Philly's coming in at three and four. Jaguars are also three and four. Jaguars are technically the home team. Uh, I got Philly winning this game.
1: I I got Philly winning, too, especially because there's no home team. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah,
0: there's no real advantage. There's no advantage.
1: um, So and then there's just if if the positions you're having trouble at
0: is quarterback running back and wide receiver you're which, fucked
1: which is jacksonville's <laughs> situation you're yeah it's too much to overcome
0: yeah no there's just there's too much dysfunction now with jacksonville
1: with blake Bortles, with uh four out and then that in turn makes uh well Fournette out lost all your receiving talent now blake Bortles isn't playing well now you have nothing to hang your hat on um did you hear that defense can't do it all by itself when it's on the field too much.
0: Yeah, no. Did you also did you hear what happened after the game uh, with Jacksonville? No. So I saw I saw on Twitter uh, it was like right after the game ended in Jacksonville, uh, the reporters were about to be let into the locker room and the doors opened and reporters could visibly see a vi- uh, a verbal like altercation argument going on between players in the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. locker room and then doors were shut immediately and then. Everybody went to Twitter and yeah, that's, had, had that's, fun with it.
1: That's just because we got the peak behind the curtain. That shit happens all the time. Yeah. Um,
0: they but, got bigger fish to fry
1: than that. That's uh they're they're in trouble big time. I think they gotta be one of the teams that makes a move in a trade. I mean, and they could trade for a quarterback, a running back, a receiver. They need something. Yeah, anything. they need anything. Um, but I think it's too late now. I, I, I think they're missing the playoffs. Even Even this early in the season, I I just don't think that they can come back. And they had the number one defense in the league last year.
0: Yeah, and it's tough. It's tough when you're in the same division as a guy like Andrew Luck, and then also both of these
1: teams need this win
0: badly. Oh uh, yeah, for sure,
1: badly. But I just I like Philly because the reason why basically I'm taking Philly
0: because they got less problems right now than Jacksonville. Hey, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah. All right, the next uh, matchup we got is uh, Philadelphia's division mates. Yeah. Uh, it's Washington Redskins traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Redskins coming in at 4-2. and two. Obviously, the Giants This is six. where I make up some
1: points right here.
0: I got the Giants getting the win at home. Perfect, because I got the Redskins winning
1: the on Reds- the road. The Redskins have been that team I keep betting against, unfortunately, because Corey got in my fucking head about them. So now I think I got to vote against them when really I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I just – I have no faith in the Giants. They just traded away Eli Apple, uh, Eli Manning, their quarterback. Has no idea what's going on on the field.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's too bad. There's just too much, uh, too many problems going on in that place. They need to, uh, they need to scrap. They need to scrap Eli, and they got to move forward. They're young though. Their they're, their team, their team and core is young. But with Eli Manning hanging around, it
0: just, uh, it you can't move on. I gotta. I should save this for the two-minute drill and just add it as a question, but I'm going to ask it to you now. Who's had a worse career descent, Eli Manning or Carmelo Anthony? Um, uh, I don't
1: know. It's, it's hard to say because it's like, Melo's is on the verge of being drastic and short, whereas Eli's is extended a little bit.
0: And drastic.
1: But, yeah, drastic... But uh, he's also gets this. I've, I also feel like he gets a little more hate than he deserves, just because he's like a goofy looking like <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Well, and look at his brother. Yeah, yeah. So he's like he is the little brother. Like he just through and through. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just uh, he always gets the hate. The guy's got two Super Bowl rings, but he's just playing a year too long and and or or two years too long. And I knew being an Eli fan, I've always been an Eli fan. Um, normally, when you're a fan of players, you're gonna be a fan of them like a year or two too long. You're gonna stay behind them. <laughs> A little bit too long, and that's th- this point now. Um, some, some
0: would say that is the same case with me and Kobe.
1: You know, I can't I can't say I can't. I don't know if it's the play calling in New York. I don't know if it's Eli's play. I don't know if it's more than that. Um, but it's like Saquon and Odell are studs. They just signed a um, the most expensive le- left tackle in the league, Nate Soldier. Yep. Most expensive left tackle. They drafted uh, Hernandez as like the thirty second overall pick. Um, so they as at left guard so they went and like invested a lot on the left side of the line Um, and then their defense has players they've they've always drafted well on defense Um, they still got snacks harrison who was a big free agent still got landon collins who's an all pro safety yep it's just uh i think Uh, eli eli just lingering around is not good for that team they have to move on but there's no one out there
0: (laughs) yeah unfortunately all right, uh, so you got New York winning, actually, and I got, after talking all that shit about him you have New York winning.
1: Yep, I do. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. I, I, got, I got them winning at home. They, they can't go, I don't think they're going to win just one game this year. Well, I, I got the
0: Redskins. All right, the next game we got. I like to exploit, I, I like to think they're going to exploit the, the run defense and just like pound the rock. Yeah. Uh, the next game we got is another place where I think you have the possibility to make up ground. Uh, it's the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Detroit. Both teams coming off a bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, which
1: l- is weird. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> well, they I didn't mean, play last week. Might yeah, as well. I mean,
1: I guess it goes both ways for both teams, but that's just kind of it's weird that we have to play. So the Seahawks and the Lions have just been preparing for each other for two weeks. you know? Yeah whereas like normally you get a team that like
0: you get that advantage. Of, and you have like 4 days to prepare on the other side.
1: You have like a week longer than the other team does. You know, that's where the like a nice advantage coming off a of bye week. So for there's sure. no advantage there for either team.
0: Yeah, so I mean this game is probably going to be a chess match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I like Seattle to come out and run the run the football. I hope that we stick with f it's so it was it was awesome we talked about it on the show because after the first two weeks they've run the ball um, like a lead uh leading the league in that four-week span yeah. a, a amount of times um and that's like what we have to do that's like how our team works that's how russell wilson works that's uh holding on to the ball is how our defense works it's just um and detroit i don't think it has any ways of stopping the run yeah no exactly um, i think
0: i think that detroit doesn't really have a, a way to stop uh your run offense but at the same time I don't think Seattle has a way to stop Matt Stafford's air attack.
1: See, I think that the lines are too, like, right now I'm betting, and I normally like the lines, but right now I just think they're too one-dimensional. And I like Seattle's defensive play. Seattle's
0: defense is much better than Seattle's offense, in my opinion. Yeah, so, I mean, I I just think that with the absence of Earl Thomas – I think Matt Stafford is going to figure out a way to use Marvin Jones and Golden Tate yeah. and Kenny Galladay in ways to that that's going to benefit yeah, they, them and win the, they've win the game.
1: A, they've got a great passing attack. Um, so if Seattle can figure out how to just – they just have to, like, hinder it a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And I think the best way to beat Matt Stafford is to hold on to the ball and not let him play. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's how you beat – that's the formula to beat the Lions. And luckily that's our uh, – you know, that's our identity. So I think it's a good matchup for Seattle to get a, a road win.
0: So, yeah. So you got Seattle winning. I got Detroit winning and
1: get in to, to get to a winning record.
0: Yeah. That that'll definitely be good for Seattle. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's I, nice I, being over four, 500
1: to be, to, yeah, to have a winning record before. And you know, for most of the league to basically count you out,
0: I think that's a win for Seattle. For sure. All right. The next game we got is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at three and three. They're going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals coming in at four and three Mm -hmm. i actually got the Bengals winning this game
1: yep i like the Bengals at home against tampa bay
0: They're, they're they're the better team
1: yeah they're well they're and they're a solid team they're just in a tough division
0: yeah exactly uh the next game we got is new york uh the jets coming in at three and four they're going to the windy city to take on the chicago bears uh they're coming in at three and three chicago's favored by a touchdown so yeah
1: i like i like chicago um the Jets don't got a lot going on right now. They're just kind of trying to progress, Darnold. It's just a year for him to uh, progress and <laughs> well, get experience. So
0: this is going to be a, a good one um, to play against this defense. And I think this is a game where Sam Darnold shows a lot of progression, and the New York Jets win. That could, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be, a, dude. If he came in, the Jets fans would be insane. Oh, they—they're three nuts. and four right now. Yes.
1: Yeah, if he went in there and won the game and got them to 500 at this at the halfway point of the year,
0: that's a that's a win for I them. I mean,
1: they people thought they were a bottom 5 team, so that's big time.
0: Yeah. All right, the next game we got is the Indianapolis Colts going to Oakland. Indianapolis coming in at 2 and 5, Oakland obviously coming in at 1 and 5, and Oakland obviously making the big blockbuster deal uh sending wide receiver Amari Cooper to Dallas for a first round pick. And I gotta say, Oakland got away with highway robbery, getting a first round pick for Amari Cooper.
1: Yeah, Amari's is a good player, but getting a first round pick is is just insane. And uh, they just keep stacking draft picks, stacking, um, stacking salary cap. They have they have the highest uh, amount of salary cap coming into next season. Yep, and and they're gonna have the most amount of draft picks. Yeah, um, I mean, so you know, Gruden has a, a ten year deal. Yeah, he has, so he's, he's going for
0: the long play for sure.
1: Yeah, this is good. I mean, this is smart. They're about to move. Unfortunately, like Oakland's probably not happy. The city of Oakland, I mean. For sure. Um, But Vegas is going to be stoked. They're going to get a team that's like has no identity. So they will be their team. You know what I mean? Yeah, they will for grow sure. up. This next Raiders uh, team will grow up in Vegas. And they're going to have a lot of young talent. It's going to be for interesting.
0: Sure. I, I have a prediction on uh, who, who the Raiders are going to take with that first round pick though that they get from Dallas.
1: Well, I mean, it's, Dallas though, it's hard to project where that pick's going to be because remember, this is what I say about Dallas. I don't know if they're suck or they're good. Well, and getting an Amari Cooper can really really help help them out.
0: I I mean, I wasn't going to give a name. I was just going to say they better get a pass rusher in the first round.
1: Yeah, it's just if you don't have a top 10 pick, those pass rushers are
0: gone. Yeah, they could be gone. no that's very true i think their
1: first round pick is where they get the (laughs) is where they get the pass rusher
0: yeah so it'll it'll be interesting uh the next and last matchup uh that we're going to talk about is an nfc west matchup the two bottom teams in the conference uh the san francisco 49ers going to the desert to take on the arizona cardinals both teams coming in at one and six yeah i got arizona winning the game just based off a home field advantage i don't think the niners are going to win another game
1: they're, wouldn't shock me they're like uh n- the the niners uh and buffalo i think are the two worst scenarios in the nfl right now
0: yeah because i mean with jimmy garoppolo hurt and the questions in buffalo about nathan peterman and their quarterback and you situation picked, did, did, did you say who you picked in the indianapolis oakland game I have Indianapolis winning. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Okay.
1: We just only talked about Oakland, so I didn't know if we. Oh yeah. I mean, I we, just if if there was a if we actually said who we picked, but yeah. No, yeah, I just I think Oakland's
0: low. a mess. I, Indianapolis. Ty's back. He had two touchdowns last week. Yeah, sir.
1: He's on the he's on my roster.
0: Yeah. So Indianapolis wins that game. Uh, and Arizona wins that game. Arizona. Yeah. Arizona wins uh, against San Francisco. I don't have any faith in San Francisco, especially with Garoppolo out the rest of the year. Uh, Josh Rosen. Same position as Sam Darnold, just taking more steps to p- progress. And he's got a lot more help. Just having David
1: Johnson and Larry there is so.
0: Yeah, it will be interesting to see, though. Oh, speaking of. It'll be
1: nice, like, when Josh Rosen, you know, if he makes a, a career, you know, if he makes it, you know, 10-plus you know, plus years like yeah. he thinks he's going to, um, it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about David Johnson and Larry and, like. During his Im- early years. The impact that he's, he's having, they're having on him this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Real quick about Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I was at the Drake concert uh, last Saturday or Friday. No, Saturday. And Larry Fitzgerald probably flew in after the Thursday night game to L.A. and was at the Drake concert Saturday night. That's 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 how Larry does it. He's a legend. (laughs) Um, But then all time faves. And then real quick on the field stuff for the Cardinals. uh, It'll be interesting to see what happens with Patrick Peterson because he wants out. He wants to go to a contender. Yep. And I don't blame him.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, he's in the prime and they're and they're kind of moving, uh looks like they're moving a
0: little slower. Yeah, they're moving the opposite direction he is.
1: And they got rid of his homie, they got rid of honey badge,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, what if Houston made a play for him? That'd be cool. All right, Tyler. That's that's it for the gridiron. That's it for yeah. football. Let's get let's get into the round ball, some yeah. some basketball. Let's do it. Week one is in the books. Uh, I just got a couple headlines that I wanna talk about. Uh, first, I guess we'll start with the elephant in the room. You mentioned at the top, the Lakers are and three, uh, not really as concerning as, or not really as concerned as I thought I would be with the Lakers starting out. zero three. Yeah. Cause it doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter. They played three playoff teams, uh, that were in the playoffs last year. Uh, the, and it's a new team. Obviously, uh, we'll get to the suspensions and spit gate in a, in a minute. Um, but What's good is like the surge in production offensively. You know, if yeah. you're
1: looking for things to uh if you're looking for things to take away in a positive, they're they're scoring the ball better. Um, they're still trying to figure out how to play with each other. For sure. Josh Hart and Kuzma have obviously been taken another step. Yeah, they look uh, great. So they they've progressed. Um Lonzo's playing on the court, so that's good. Yeah. We want that. Um so and JaVale looks like he's gonna be solid for us. Oh, We're be able, we'll be able to lean on him in that position. So uh I think there's some good things to take away from the Lakers uh even though the you know LeBron's play um and the and three start is not what you wanted but this is LeBron this is what he does how, how yeah. many times have we seen this the heat were 8 and 9
0: yeah um, to the, start out to start out the big 3 yeah um but no I mean I said it I said it before I think JaVale McGee could have a career year I think if we could count on him for 30 minutes a night that would be crucial Uh, there is, uh, the situation at backup center that needs to be addressed. Uh, I think that, um, as much as I hate to say it, uh, the money that KCP got, it could have been used to keep maybe Randall or Brooke Lopez and that could have really benefited us. KCP has not been performing the way he's been expected to no
1: they they definitely lean on him too i mean he's got three starts um they, yeah they want to start the game out with him josh hart needs to start now yeah i think i think josh hart's going to end up winning that
0: that battle he's going to be the starter by the if end he the hasn't year. won it already i don't know what luke's doing
1: yeah they have to i mean he's already playing uh he's already playing more minutes uh josh hart's already playing more minutes he's just not the starter exactly um, but, but yeah, I, the, the Kuzma, the Kuzma at center, LeBron at center, it's been tough. And actually game one, we got to see the scenario that I wanted to see is which, um, when they sub out JaVale, uh,
0: for a shorter guy and yeah. the other team has a seven footer who was Nurkic and it was tough underneath for him. For sure. It was definitely tough. And I think last game against the Spurs last night was Kuz's first real chance to actually play his position that he's used to playing Mm -hmm. and look at what happened. He scored 37 points. He had a huge game. Um, I just, I think the time with Brandon Ingram suspended is Kuz's time to really cement him into the starting lineup and maybe putting Brandon Ingram at the two, Josh Hart at the two. Cause I know, I know LeBron doesn't want to play the four uh, to start out. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens when uh, these guys come back from suspension. Um, but let's, let's just, let's talk about Spitgate. Um, real quick, the rundown of the suspensions, Brandon Ingram got four games. Rajon Rondo got three games. Chris Paul got two games. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, obviously second game of the season, the, there was honestly the first real fight, I think in the NBA since the nuggets and the Knicks. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's very, you see a punch land. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and multiple punches land. Yeah. Landed, uh, in this fight. Um, I'm personally happy with the suspensions being shorter. I think that all three players could have gotten at least ten to fifteen games each.
1: Yeah, they've they fucked that one up. If I'm a player, then it's like I don't care if we get in a fight because that's well, just not enough deterrent to like make you know like if some <laughs> And here's two games is nothing. Quiet Leonard sitting out the third game of the year. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Like, but here's here's the thing. I think behind closed doors, uh, each player was probably fined an undisclosed amount that was heavy enough to yeah. I just think, I mean, I just, yeah, maybe the money is a deterrent, but. Because they're also losing the game checks. They're losing, they're all losing close to, like, I think in total over $2 million in total. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's a lot of money.
1: No, it's it just that's just like nothing. Two game suspension is just crazy to me. Three game suspension for Rondo for landing a punch. Two and, punches and, and four uh, games for Ingram, like escalating this scenario. Well, and
0: he's he's really the one that also started it with pushing yeah, James Harden yeah, it, and then but, getting in the refs' face as yeah, well.
1: Yeah, he just he escalated the scenario. I think like because I think the original scenario, not that that not that his chippiness didn't start the original scenario, but the Rondo Chris Paul thing. Is like the center of it.
0: Yeah. Well, but also I think there was also a lot. He there made was, that situation worse. Oh yeah. Well, I mean once once Brandon Ingram was removed from the original situation, which was him and James Harden, yeah, and the ref, and then the Chris Paul and Rondo thing happened on the side. Him coming back to that yeah. is why he got the most because he escalated a whole nother situation. Yeah,
1: exactly. He brought he took a bad scenario, and made it worse. Um, yeah. But you know, whatever. I I like the chippiness. I like the uh, No, I like the fight. I like what Rondo does for a team. Um this is Oh, he's a pest. This is his job. This is what he makes millions of dollars doing is to uh to aggravate the other team's point guard.
0: Yeah, and I mean listen.
1: And he's and he's like a ride or die teammate. I think he's a guy
0: that's like it's my team and if you play for the other team, I don't fuck with you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's one of the worst kept secrets in the NBA. CP three is not well liked. Uh, by a lot of players in the NBA, but he's also the Players Association president. Um, so yeah. it's yeah. it's interesting. Kind of like
1: the popular kid at school that like no one really likes, but he's just like. But I don't know that this is all kind of new. You know, like I've always heard things, well, um, and it, I know athlete. You know, some athletes in general behind closed doors can be you know not as good of people as we want them to be. It's
0: also well documented that Rondo and CP3 have a history. Yeah, and they also have a lot of common teammates.
1: Those were two guys at one point in time were the top two guys. So. Oh, they
0: were the top two point guards in the league for a long time. Yeah, for a couple of years at least. Um, but so, they, yeah, they have history. They yeah. they have a, a lot of common teammates. Uh, let's also not forget that CP3 was at the center of the whole Clippers-Rockets thing that happened last year with the secret tunnels Yeah. at Staples Center.
1: No, I, I mean, CP3 is a, a an aggressive person. Like, you see, he barks during games. He's not, like, afraid to show his emotion. He's oh, like a yeah. little Garnett kind of He's a feisty Wait, wh- son of a bitch. Yeah, so it's just like it's good to see this kind of stuff. It not, not that's probably the wrong phrase. It's good to see this kind of stuff, people <laughs> fighting. But no, it's, it's never good, good to see the competitive juices, and it's not soft. And it's like ten years ago, everybody was worried that you know the NBA got soft, and people were just friends and joining teams. And well, it's good to see that this this still exists in sports. Yeah, Rondo's the man.
0: I I have a theory on what happened. I with love Rondo. both those guys, though. I'm the, I've never. Ever since Chris Paul was a Clipper and how that whole situation went down, I've never really been a Chris Paul fan. So I'm definitely taking Rondo's side, and that says a lot for me because yeah. he is a former Celtic, but he's a Laker now. So I'm ride or die with Rondo. So
1: you go over the you go you take the guy that beat the Lakers in the finals hold over on. the guy that played for the Clippers.
0: Hold on, hold on. No, I'm taking the guy that's wearing purple and gold right now. I'm just saying, he also hung I'm, a banner beating the Lakers. I'm taking the guy that's wearing purple and gold right now. Just saying, he's not a Cl- Chris Paul ain't a Clipper no more. He ain't a, he ain't never
1: been a Laker. No, but he's never hung a banner against the Lakers either. He
0: ain't never hung a banner. shit, I'm just period. saying.
1: I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know why. How Rondo as a Laker fan has got to be more hated than CP3.
0: Well, he just became the most liked Laker uh, on the oh, team. Oh yeah, no,
1: this definitely helped him out. But just being a Celtic, like I would say, he but was he's, like the least favorite Laker he, of them all.
0: He's rocking purple and gold now, so we ride with him.
1: No, he's the man. He's the man. But I'm just surprised at that.
0: So I, I got a, I got a few more thoughts on uh, Spitgate. Uh, my theory on what happened with Rondo and CP3 is that Rondo obviously had his mouth guard in and I think he might've said something uh, and some spit might've come out and kind of like got on Chris Paul. I don't think uh, he actually like intentionally spit on CP3. I think if Rondo really wanted to spit on Chris Paul, he would have hawked a good loogie at him and like we would have known it was intentional. Um, So that's my thoughts on that uh one thing i did have an issue with was lebron james holding chris paul back and before we get to why i i know there's a lot of people saying they're best friends outside of basketball and all of that they've known each other for years chris paul is the godfather to lebron james's kids and all of that but when it comes down to it when you're on the court in between those four lines you're on different sides You're wearing different colors. There's no reason why Carmelo Anthony, who is just as close to CP3 as LeBron is, mind you, could have grabbed his teammate, Chris Paul, and LeBron could have grabbed Rondo, his teammate. And that brings me to a whole nother point, which you brought up uh, kind of uh, a few minutes ago in – people on other teams being friendly and all of that. Well, these
1: are the guys. These are the guys that brought yeah. this generation in. That's the 10 years ago I'm talking about. Exactly. The banana no, bowl this boys. This is
0: this is the crew that started it and I saw Kyrie Irving and Kyle Lowry the other night before the Celtics and Raptors played do their handshake before the game and it's like I don't want to be seeing that. I don't want to see Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry and Kyrie Irving before the Celtics and Raptors played did a oh. little secret oh. handshake. Oh, I thought you met my bad. I thought you meant like DeRozan and Lowry. I got what no, 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 Kyrie, Kyrie and, and Lowry. Yeah. Okay. So they did their little handshake before yeah. their game. I yeah. Like I want to go back to the NBA to where rivals are rivals. It, those guys are just. It's just not. It's the a same. different time.
1: Yeah. It's it's, it's not the same. And um, because of free agency, there's no loyalty to teams. Um, these guys got their friends' backs over these teams' backs. Yeah. I just I
0: think that. Carmelo, who is just these as are close. just a
1: bunch of basketball players using the teams like bouncing around. Sure. They got no loyalty. No, to they them. don't, and they shouldn't, and it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? There's a couple guys in the league; they're going to be throwbacks. Um, Rondo's one of them. Rondo's one of them, but it's like even he joins a new team. You know, every other years, and, and he's turned into a journeyman basically. Yeah, he has. Um, not that that like dings him any, and as far as like the competitive part, it's just that that kind of day's over with free agency and the yeah. way the the league's ran now
0: yeah i mean i just i guess we just we've watched basketball and from a different generation and i I mean even though we're young and we didn't really get to see the 80s uh like heavily uh especially me um i just i think i that's the brand of basketball i'm more attracted to
1: yeah it just it it just doesn't happen there's just no there's no loyalty within the organizations that's why it doesn't that's why you don't see it very often there's no uh it's just the basketball players and the coaches like playing against the other team, you know.
0: Yeah, but I just I think LeBron
1: should have. They're won- like all on the same team. They all think the players I mean? are. Yeah. yeah, the players are all on the same team.
0: Yeah, I th- I just think LeBron. It's like that's why wearing- we love.
1: That's why we love it. That's why fans love it when there's a little bit of pettiness. There's For a little sure. bit of you know aggression. For sure, because they want to see it. They're not. They don't always like people like dapping each other up.
0: Yeah, but I just I think LeBron was wrong. I get, I get the whole personal aspect of it, but at the end of the day, when you're in those four lines, it's your team versus yeah, the other team. And
1: in the heat of moment, too, it's just like some people have – like, people have different, um, you know, uh, fight and, or flight, you know well what I And, mean? and, and LeBron, LeBron and said he's, he's, been, just,
0: he's been trained as a franchise player to stay away from scenarios for sure, like that. For sure. But also, I, I get LeBron saying he was trying to just defuse it as quickly as possible and yeah. get back to the game. Yeah, absolutely. But you could have defused it just as quick by grabbing no, your it's teammate. No, hard, but it's
1: hard to make conscious decisions in
0: those things. For sure. Uh, last thing about Spitgate. Uh, Melo, I heard a couple quotes from Melo talking about how it was disrespectful that Rondo – uh, quote-unquote spit in chris paul's face and i just think it's pretty laughable because carmelo got away with one of the biggest cheap shots in of the century in the nuggets Knicks brawl yeah <laughs> uh,
1: and did you see uh glenn davis came out uh big baby davis came out and said that he played with both cp3 and rondo and
0: yeah no uh, ryan holland has and he played the cp3 was a bad teammate yeah, Ryan Hollins played with both Rondo and CP3 on the Celtics and the Clippers, and Ryan but Hollins. T- I'm also is not going to jump on side. that
1: train because, like those guys, like I don't know what that means. You know, they he may have asked a lot out of them, and they take that as a bad teammate. It's True, like, the, we're we're talking about Ryan Hollins is and Glenn Davis, Glenn Davis compared
0: to a fucking all time great, right? But I mean, they they have a lot of common teammates. Obviously, Paul Pierce and Rajon Rondo. Are close from their days the, with the Celtics, and mm-hmm. Paul Pierce was on the Clippers towards the end of his career. Yeah, obviously. Doc I think had,
1: that's where Rondo's getting got his. So, I think Pierce is like
0: Rondo's source. Well, also look at Doc Rivers; he coached both of them. Yeah, he's probably been the intermediary between the two. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, do you do you know but they're why? Both aggressive. Do you know why? Guys, do you so. know why Chris Paul and Rondo don't like each other? No. So apparently, in two thousand nine. Rondo and Chris Paul were talking smack to each other in a game or something. Yeah. And Chris Paul said to Rondo, basically, your ring doesn't mean shit because you were with KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. you're never going to get one. Well, and Rondo said, you're never going to get one. And look who's right so far.
1: Yeah, no, but that's like, yeah, I, I think that there's more to it than that. That's just like regular shit that goes on um they probably didn't like each other because that's just the story that's just the story that rondo was that guy to. rondo didn't like anybody no yeah. and chris R- paul liked everybody so of course they didn't get along from <laughs> probably the jump yeah there's no there's it's not like rondo's like oh i'm a big fan of chris paul like no rondo see, doesn't do that
0: did you see what stephen jackson had to say no oh so he, he basically was calling out james harden for not being a part of it at all and backing his teammates up Whatever, I'm not going to blame no franchise player for getting in a fight. This is shit for Rondo to do. <laughs> All right, uh, that that's enough with Spitgate, uh, as everyone has been calling it. I love how just whatever scandal, controversy, drama just gets gate attached to it yep. uh, at the end now.
1: It's America, baby. <laughs> uh, a
0: couple other a couple other uh, headlines that uh, I wanted to talk about, obviously. Toronto's 4-0, Kawhi's looking like the best player in the East, and I think... Honestly, Toronto, this team is looking like one of the best teams, maybe even the best team the Toronto Raptors have ever had in franchise history.
1: I'm not ready to jump to that, but they're looking good. I mean, they got a good start. It's tough for me to judge the NBA at this point because basically the only thing that I've gained is how rotations are going to look and how play style is going to look. Outside of that, uh, three, four games, I don't care if you're 4-0 or 0-4. It doesn't mean shit for the rest of the year. You know what I mean?
0: so you don't you don't uh it's hard for me to judge like i i really think that nba starts after the all-star break you don't think you think a lot of people say it starts at christmas yeah
1: and it's just like that's a nice number to like put 20 25 games a quarter of the way through like you got a good chunk like yeah 20 games in you can make start making some um you know some guesses but still it's early it's yeah. still early. You know, cuz it's just a game of runs.
0: So, you don't you don't really make anything of Denver being 3 and 0 and Jokic being the first player since Wilt Chamberlain to have a triple-double and be 100% from the field.
1: That's all about Jokic, not Denver. <laughs> yeah, like I no, Denver, like I said, yeah. 3 and 0 is cool and 0 and 3 is nothing you should worry about. But uh Jokic I take away like Jokic is great, but I think people in the basketball world already knew this kid was great.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then how, what are your, what are your early thoughts on how AD Miritich and Randall have been working in new Orleans? Well, I, now I'm just wishing that
1: I would appreciate them to be a higher seed in the West. Cause <laughs> I think they're really, I'm, they look real good because Anthony Davis is just, uh, taking what he's given. Um, and when that happens, they're just going to be unstoppable for sure uh, because everything else is just going to be so open because Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the NBA um, they're playing good, good team ball. Miritix is killing, you know, he's going to be able to score a lot of points. Yeah. And Randall's Julius, fitting in nicely. going to be able to bully people and, and, you know, Drew Holiday's nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then what, uh, what have been your early thoughts on, uh, Luka Doncic, Trey Young and Deandre Ayton probably, I mean, it, yeah, like we said, it's a weekend, but they're probably the front runners for rookie of the year. Yeah.
1: And I haven't gotten to see, like, I haven't checked on Wendell Carter Jr. at all. Kevin Knox just went down. Mo Bamba's uh, looking nice in Mo Orlando. Mo Bamba looks good. Uh, but yeah, Trey Young, I'm happy to see that he got a big game early. He had a huge game. Um, 35 and 11. Ayton looks like he's, you know, Aiden. I'm not, he's kind of just like where I would expect him. He hasn't like awed me or like disappointed me yet. I'm and, really, and yeah. And Donkich is another guy that I'm like, obviously, I picked Dallas. This year to make the playoffs, they were like my dark horse playoff team. Um, and Doncic rides pretty high on that. Yeah, definitely. Or Dallas rides high on Doncic.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we, week one of the NBA in the books, it, mm-hmm. it's it's going to be an exciting season yeah. if, if week one is anything to tell. Yeah,
1: if week one – like, if I had to give out a week one award, it would probably go to Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Like, yeah. if there's anything – you know, like, it's hard to judge this early, but if I had to give one Although, team
0: an award for, like, a great start to the season – New Orleans for sure. I also, but I also think that Denver getting an early win over Golden State is big for their confidence as a young team.
1: Yeah, they're just like they're not. Uh, I don't know. They don't. They're not like scoring as much points as everybody else. But their defense is like great. Do you see? 20... I think they're the only team in the NBA holding their opponents under 100 points a game. Well, did you see that? 20 teams in the NBA are averaging over 110 points. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, New Orleans averaging 140. Uh, they're averaging 140 points. They're averaging 140 points, and their opponents are averaging 120.5. Wow, what are the
0: Lakers averaging? Uh,
1: The Lakers averaging 125 points, and they're giving up 132 points.
0: See, if you're if you're scoring 125 points in a game, you should not be losing.
1: Well, this is the NBA now. I think this is the this is where it's going to be at. Uh, 120 plus is where the games are going to be start. It's not going to be this. When I grew up it was like 100 points, man. It was a high school oh, game. Oh, first
0: first team to 100, law, um, law. The the last the last
1: like 10 years it's like you got to be at 110. Um and now it's like you got to be at
0: 120. Yeah. So, all right, let's uh let's move right into the 2-minute drill. Yeah. Um, so,
1: I basically been trying to stay away from all my 2-minute drills. <laughs> this whole time because they were all NFL trade talks so
0: yeah so you're okay so that's interesting all of your two minute drill questions are NFL trade talk mm-hmm. and all of my two minute drill questions are actually NBA trade scenarios yep so that'll that'll be interesting so let's let's yep. start it off so I'll start out the easy one um which is one that I've
1: gone uh, back and forth on can't make up my mind um, shocker. Blake Bortles for Eli Manning, it's just straight up and down. It's rare that you uh, find a scenario where quarterbacks can be swapped. Now, there's I've heard the side of why would you trade for the one guy that's worse than the guy you got, Exa- and you can say that about both of these guys. But in a sense, that's kind of the answer why you do it. You know what I mean? It's like it can't get any worse, Blake. Can't Eli. get
0: it. Can't get any better. Well, it could uh, get all better. Actually. No, it could. It, it only can get better.
1: Yeah, that's fair. And and so. Um, I think Jacksonville's, like, in the moment now where they 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 need to win right now because they have their defense. You know what I mean? Like, they have their team that they want to win with. So, Eli, they get the veteran instead of the the young guy that hasn't worked out. And then New York is trying to get younger and just move on straight up from Eli. Right. Um, so, to get a Blake Bortles, maybe they feel like they can do something with him. He's better than their backup. Um, and then Eli, of course, Tom Coughlin runs the Jaguars. Yep. Um, played with the Eli, uh, coached Eli for years in New York. Um, this is just one that's like I don't know. It's a it's a crazy spitball one. It's one I think that has probably about a five percent chance of happening.
0: Yeah, I just think that this. But it's wh- rare that you see quarterback swap. It's rare. Yeah, I just I I think this trade, if it if it were to get done, would be one or two years too late. Well, I think
1: that it's it's not too late for these teams because their seasons are slipping through their fingers right now yeah so if you're trying to do something this year uh and if you don't do something this year then you're not you're not going to be winning games
0: yeah i just honestly as as jacksonville i don't think i i want eli manning now so the
1: yeah no exactly i mean if you can get somebody else you want to get somebody else but here and then i had the other names for jacksonville it's like do you go after nick Foles? um do you go after ryan fitzpatrick do you go after tyrod taylor yeah, um, those all you know all those people are probably going to say, "Oh, do that over Eli." Do you go after RG three in Baltimore? But, um, I don't think he's I, I don't think he's touchable. Or I would have I, RG three and Teddy. I think are the two guys. Or no, there's another one. RG three, Teddy, and Josh McCown. Mm. I think all three of those guys um, they're not going to
0: trade. Okay, uh, Bradford's another one that could get traded, um, but yeah, probably not. All right. So Bleacher Report came out with a few blockbuster trade scenarios uh, that I was looking at, and uh, three of them really stood out to me. So I want to see what uh, your thoughts are on those. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Philadelphia 76ers sending Robert Covington, Markel Fultz, a 2019 first-round pick, lottery pick protected, to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler. So a non-lottery first-round draft pick, yeah, non lottery round. Markel Fitz Mark Fultz. Fultz and Robert Covington for Jimmy.
1: Well, if I'm Philly, the like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. But man, I don't know. You don't know. think
0: Minnesota takes that? Nah. I wouldn't. Uh well, yeah. I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't take Markel Fultz, Robert Covington in a non lottery first round draft pick. Yeah. Because I just don't I'm not I'm not sure what Markel Fultz brings to the basketball world yet. And Robert Covington's a, a, a solid three and D guy. Um, which
0: I think is you can find right. I, yeah. I j- for for me, Philadelphia would definitely win that trade.
1: Now, if this is now this was like a, a top three or a top five protected pick, that That'd could change. That could change things because then that's like a really good piece moving forward. Yeah, but it's just too risky to try and like bank on a guy that's you know in the back half of the first round. Yeah. All right. Unless like- you're the Spurs or the Lakers, then you just fucking crush at it all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um so okay, so the next one I uh uh the next one I got is the running backs, basically LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell. Okay. Um those are kind of the two hot names. Um do you see them going anywhere? Is it just
0: Philly? Yeah, I think I think the perfect fit for Shady is Philly. I don't think Le'Veon is gonna go anywhere. I don't think he because I don't think So if any- he wants to get paid, he's gotta play by the week eleven. Right. But now he can come back. Right. But for him to also be traded, he has to sign that franchise tender, which yeah. he hasn't done yet.
1: Which he has to do by week 11. Yes. Yep,
0: to get it. And the trade deadline is next week. Yep. So, so it's he ba- tough. So it's he basically has to do it by next week.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And, and so, like, a lot of people don't know.
0: Is he going to play this week? or? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't think so. I think he I, plays
1: week 11, waits it out as long as he can.
0: Yeah, for sure. He doesn't need the money. I don't. I don't think that – I just don't think any team – would be willing to trade for him because they don't know if he's going to stick around. So what a, and and what about uh Jacksonville as far as a, a, a Shady McCoy? Yeah, I think that I think that move makes sense if Leonard yeah. Fournette yeah. can't can't be on the field. How about Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean if, if Tampa Bay you now have a, a Basically number it's 1 it's like yeah, if you can get Shady, you want to get Shady. Yeah, exactly. That you have that's a number 1 running yeah. back in this league. You I, have it in 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 Tampa in Tampa Bay's case, you have a quarterback who people think has potential in Jameis Winston, number one draft pick. You have a number one receiver in Mike Evans, and a number two, and a number two in G- D. Jack. Yep. You get a number one running back. I don't yep. see how this team doesn't win some ball games. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, th- I think uh, I thought Tampa Bay was a great fit. Um, I think Philly's is the most aggressive team, so that they're going to be um, in play. I think Philly's just trying to make a play in general, um, and then uh, Jacksonville is another team. Um, even though they just signed Jamal Charles, I still think they're trying to upgrade that position. Yeah, for sure. Because of Fournette um, not being around.
0: Yeah. All right. My next trade scenario is uh, Memphis, the Grizzlies, sending Marshawn Brooks and Mike Connolly to the San Antonio Spurs for Marco Bellinelli, David Bertans, Pal Gasol, and a 2019 first round lottery protected pick. Okay, so run it run by one more time. Marshawn Brooks and Mike Connolly. Yep. God, Marshawn Brooks is still in the league. That's crazy. <laughs> for Marco Bellinelli, David Bertans, Pau Gasol, and a 2019 first-round pick that's lottery protected. So, so basically
1: p- trying to get Pau with Mark.
0: Yeah, Pau and Mark, and then basically Mike Connolly fixes San Antonio's point guard problems.
1: Yeah, with DeJounte Murray being being down. That would be, that'd be a great team for both because – well, it's tough because the Grizzlies have become not as good of a basketball team. So right. but I don't know, like I don't know if that fan base, the ownership management had any aspirations for this year. I don't think they do. You know, with because they still have Mark and Conley, like they still have two high caliber NBA talents. Yeah. Um, and then they just drafted Jaron Jackson as the number three overall pick. Um so if they did this movie would tell me that they were ready to move on. They're going yeah. with the young guys. Yeah, um, they just want to bring Powell back as a victory lap from where he started. Yeah, that'd be uh, cool, and he'd be playing with his brother. So that that's everything, a cool. That's Everything a cool, comes full circle. That's a cool story for Memphis to kind of promote their season. Like, listen, we're not going to be very good, but we got Powell back. We got his brother, like, and like we got his brother, and then um and then San Antonio, they obviously get better as a basketball team. Yeah, for so, sure they get um, better. So yeah, that w- that could work out. I'd be I'd be down with that. All right, it's probably a pretty good story both ways.
0: All right. All right. What's your last one?
1: The last one is actually two guys. Um, they're just kind of the only one that's not. There's been a lot of running backs, um, and then the quarterback thing. But Demaryius Thomas and Patrick Peterson.
0: Yeah. See, I think Demaryius Thomas now becomes the number one target uh, now that Amari Cooper's off the table, and Patrick Peterson's obviously the number one target on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, I thought. New Orleans was going to make a play for Patrick Peterson, but they got Eli Apple, so that's off the table. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philly again. I think is at the top of the list for Patrick Peterson.
0: Um, I actually heard uh, a rumor about Demarius to Miami. I'm I'm why why does Denver want to get rid of Demarius?
1: Um, I think that he just wants to go somewhere where they've got a bigger chance of winning. He's stuck it out through them. Um, he's been there a long time through all
0: this bad quarterback yeah. uh, roulette. So I guess um, it's more him wanting out. Yeah, than... he's in his
1: late 20s. He's got to go now. He's the number one receiver. He's worth a lot. Okay. I think it's just a smart move. Get him to a team that's trying to win now. Um, but, yeah, he, Adam Gase uh, was, you know, the Denver guy. So yeah. um, that could be a, a possible landing spot. And Patrick Peterson, uh, I, I think he's going to end up going to the, to the Eagles just because I think they're, like, freaking out right now. Trying to, you <laughs> know, coming off the Super Bowl win, trying to make it.
0: Um, And they have pieces of trade. So, yeah. No, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next week with, we gotta, the, with we gotta, the NFL yeah, trade we deadline. Yeah, got a lot of different guys. Gonna, uh, hopefully,
1: hopefully a couple of these guys move. Could be a lot of movement.
0: Yeah. All right, my last trade scenario, and this is one that I love. This is the one that I want to happen in real life. This is one that can affect the Lakers. The Lakers send Contavious Caldwell-Pope, a 2019 first-round pick, which is top 25 protected. Yeah. A 2020 second-round pick, which the Lakers have done well with second-round picks and late picks in the, in the draft, yeah. to Orlando for Nikola Vucevic. That solves the yeah. center problem because Nikola Vucevic becomes your starting center. JaVale McGee becomes your backup center. Bada-bing, bada-boom.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting one. I don't know if I'm down with it though. I think KC- no. KCP is on a one year deal. We're gonna get rid of him. Get him out. I'm not a big fan of KCP, but I just think Josh Hart's gonna end up starting anyways. So get rid of KCP. Gotta go. Vucevic, Adios, amigo. Though, Vucevic and Javale, I think, is a logjam at that position. Plus, I think, man, I just I just don't want the Lakers to make any moves in general. I mean, I guess they could. No, I'm fine backup, with I'm a backup fine. center, but. And KCP is the guy I'd want to go, but I don't Vucevic.
0: We I still have, but we still have the open roster spot that yeah. we can use to sign somebody else, yeah. or do whatever with because I they still need to address the shooting issues. Yeah. Uh but I think getting I rid think of KCP I, I, think the, on I, no. think I, I think I'd hold back on that one. No,
1: I think I'd hold back on that one.
0: Majinka, pull the trigger.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I hope they don't trade like. I hope they don't make any big moves for any like big guys like the Lillard trade. No 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 no, like no, 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 no. That.
0: This is this is a much lower scale trade than the yeah, Damian Lillard yeah. trade.
1: That's why I just don't think it's probably gonna probably gonna happen. But it's I think
0: what? if you're gonna make a trade, you got to trade somebody who's not one of the young core. Yeah, no, exactly. He's the one you want to get rid of. So, all right, that I like that trade. I think that should happen ASAP. Um, but yeah, so you got a shout out before we get out of here. Um, I was gonna shout
1: out Boban. Boban, why, yeah, man? I should have picked him to be my most improved player. <laughs> Even though, but he's not. I always wish he got more minutes. It's getting 13 minutes a game, but in 13 minutes a game, he's averaging 11.7 points a game, and he's shooting 75% from the field. Dude, he doesn't need to jump to dunk. It, if his per 36 averages are unreal, he's he, probably through the roof. 32 and 15. And you know what's hilarious about Boban? Has not had one block, one steal, or one assist yet in this first game. He hasn't game. blocked a shot yet?
0: No, in the first three games. He's the tallest guy in the NBA right now, and he yeah. hasn't blocked a shot. Yeah, that's crazy,
1: right? Wow. Boban, man, he's, he's, he's hilarious. I'm glad that he's getting more minutes. I hope he I hope he progresses into, like, a regular <laughs> rotational player for them. Yeah, I mean, he's— he's And I hope he gets in Space Jam, too. He's Gortat's backup, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, he played – I mean, Clippers are a weird team this year. They're going to sneak up on some people. Yeah, they just got all these veterans out there that are, like, playing hard. So they're. So
0: like I think they're a huge trap game for a lot of teams in the yeah, West. Yeah, they are. For Even sure. though I don't see them being successful, they're a huge trap game.
1: Yeah. And, dude, it's, it's a couple of these guys are going to fall to injury. Yeah. Just looking at
0: the roster. Yeah. All right, my shout-out this week, obviously, we talked about them at the top. The Los Angeles Dodgers, good luck in the World Series. It's been 30 years since the last one. It's time for the commissioner's trophy to come home Uh, with that. That wraps up this week's episode of the TSK show. Don't forget you can find us at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Peace.